Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Adeptus Ridiculous Podcast. My name is DK Diamantes. His name is Bricky. He's going to be teaching us all about the most wacky, crazy, ridiculous shit in Warhammer 40K. But before he does, if you enjoyed today's episode, head on over to patreon.com slash Ridiculous, where you can support us, get access to the Discord, and a lot of other fun stuff. Uh, you can get an HD poster, which... Look, this... Fuck you. <laughs> this... What? What? What is your Fuck problem, man? I'm just telling you. the people about the poster. I did uh, not have a single say in this. Not an ounce of say. A speck. A <laughs> schmeckle of say in this. <laughs> Shy showed me the, the sketch, the work in progress. And she was like, what else could we add to this? How could we make this more... How could we really celebrate... All of the things that Bricky loves so much about these posters. And so we have a wonderful Cadian Catboy. Mm, it's beautiful. It's on the screen right now, I bet. Patreon.com slash Adeptus Ridiculous. Let's go. Tell him about that other stuff, Bricky. Oh, my good God. Orchidate.com <laughs> is where you can get some merchandise. We're talking... Actually, we're out of dice right now, but hopefully that'll be uh, done soon. We got hoodies and shirts as well as stickers and the like. Go check that out. Orchidate.com. Uh, we're finishing up Krieg. It's taking longer than we'd like. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm flying out to Boston this week for PAX East. If you're in PAX Ooh. East, say hello. Um, but yeah, I'm. it's taking a while, so it'll come out a little bit later than normal. Apologies, yeah. but you know we're busy and stuff. It's also not um, a very good book, so... It's fine. It's it, <laughs> it's. It, I think it's just because I know what happens on Krieg, so it's like I, there's no surprise, right? We did the episode on on uh, the Death Corps of Kree. We know what happens. I know what happens, and maybe I'm just not as into it because I'm just like, oh yeah, I know what happens, and it's just a very sort of like historically accurate book. I I will admit all these things involving uh, the actual Krieg stuff and the planet are much more interesting than the Octarius War oh, God, stuff yeah. going on. Um, but I, I would not, I would not call it bad at all. I would, I would call it, it, it could certainly maybe not be as, as exciting uh, comparatively, especially considering that we just finished like a bunch of Necron books and a whole bunch of Nightlord shit and whatever. Don't mm. don't be don't be mean, DK. You made a Catboy co poster. I don't want to hear jack all from you about taste and what? and decency. Ah, oh, excuse me. That is a work of art, and you you should be thanking us for making something so pinpoint accurate to things that you really like. I like how there's a there's a fucking like Sally Neander's marine <laughs> in the background too. That's kind of funny. Yep. Yep, got the got the ears. Oh mm -hmm. my god. Um, what was the last thing I was gonna say? Oh, did, should we make our announcement on our true crime thing? Oh yeah, I guess we should because it was uh, it was announced on our Twitter and that... like community posts. But uh, yeah, 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 you know, you know. And um, so uh, after some deliberation and curiosity and a shockingly high amount of people interested in it, we have decided. Shockingly. To make uh, Detective Ridiculous a a thing, yeah. DK's DK's incredibly good episode combined with my uh, painful imposter syndrome has uh, <laughs> our inferiority whatever um, is is all increasing, and we have decided to make True Crime Detective Ridiculous a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, we will be doing it once a month to start with, 
and uh, we will not be replacing any episodes. Do not worry. It'll come out on the weekends instead. Um, and it's do not worry about time frame because DK is the one who does the research and I don't have mm -hmm. to do anything. So we're swapping roles pretty easily. Yeah. And um, we're going to do it once a month yeah. and see how it goes. Yeah. Once a month. It won't get in the way of anything else uh, with being once a month. Uh, it'll be fairly easy to look up stuff for it because it's only going to happen once a month. So, yeah, it, it should be business as usual, but with, you know, a little, little true crime. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the outpouring of people wanting more of that was insane. Um, I, I I genuinely think that was one of my our favorite episodes we've done in like the last six months. So I, yeah, I had a really good time with that. In my head, I was like, oh, Bergie's just being nice about the whole like, oh, it's a great episode, great storytelling. And then like all the comments came in. I was like, wait. Maybe that, you have a knack for this, buddy. I was like, wait, he was, he was, he was, that wasn't a joke? That wasn't I like I can a, be nice. <laughs> I was like, that wasn't just a make co-host feel better moment? I can be nice cool. when I have to, when I'm forced <laughs> to. Now, Shy. Uh-oh. Now, luckily she's not here right now because she's, she's busy, but mm -hmm. in, in, in the post-edits, I'm sure I'll hear plenty of, about it. Mm. I'm going to have a gun to my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Shy edits work, man. You know, you got you got like you have a regular background image right now. You know, our our classic background image, and instead she's just gonna edit in like a PNG of a Glock <laughs> and her cherub hands pointing at my head. Yep, she sure Hippity is. Hippity hoppity, you've you're now my property. Mm. Mm. Hey, 40k, that's how it be. Anyway, mm. uh, that's a long ass intro. Sorry. Um, we're talking about the fists again today. You know this. We know this. It's what yep. we do. Yep, yep. Um, it's a combination of other things that Rogel Doran did that was cool, things that Bricky got wrong that I can correct, and uh, the fists themselves as a chapter, what they're like, what they do, and a couple notable names. And we'll start off with things Bricky messed up with. Um, you know, what we, you we... messed up stuff? No way! I know. Why you is are it crazy? Hyper accurate. I never make mistakes. Accuracy over entertainment, isn't that our slogan? That's totally our slogan. <laughs> yes, people no. know us for our one hundred percent accuracy on all things. The, there's always a little bit of of iffiness with Warhammer lore and like what is canon stuff. But one thing I absolutely one hundred percent screwed up on is uh, I was wrong. Rogaldorn. Uh, was not given the phalanx by Big E. He had it. Oh, um, so he so he found it? He found he, the phalanx himself? I believe... I, I don't think he built it, though I might get that wrong as well at this point, but I think mm. he found it from the old-school tech that the planet he had, Inwit, had, and he reclaimed it from the system. And oh. then when the Emperor arrived, he arrived basically in that giant thing as like a show of... Of like my father, I, I bestow upon you this powerful, insane gift uh, of the of the old ways of technology or whatever. Oh, and okay. That kind of deal. Um, though, though, I believe the emperor said, "Nah, keep it. That's your thing now." Okay, so is it is that is that dark age of technology tech, or is it not that far back? I'm actually not quite sure. I don't think the I don't think the fists built it, though it wouldn't surprise me if they did because they like building. Mm. Um, but I, I think it's it was prior to their big old um, reclaiming of the stars and that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. So he tried to give it to Biggie as a gift, and Biggie was like, "No, my favorite illiterate baby boy, take this as a 
enjoy your new your toy, your new base of operations. Have fun. Like, yeah, you control your world through this, my son. You may use it for your own pleasure. Blah, blah, blah. Phalanx is pretty um, badass, too. That is a badass home base to have. It's really cool. And considering yeah. that they're a fleet chapter, it really makes sense to have your basically carrying your moon around with you. Yeah. Um, though, uh, as far as Dorne went, I, I think I mostly was pretty good. Um, okay. You know, I, I mainly... I tried to take a little bit of a different approach in the Dorne episode because I wanted to instead put more less effort on, like, specific deeds. Um, things he said was fun. It was fun listening to him scream at Garrow. Um, <laughs> and, he, and he has other things. Like, I think I remember he has this humorous moment where he is, I guess, fighting Fulgrim. Mm-hmm. And Fulgrim is, like, sitting on, like, his, one of his walls or something. Like, one of Dorne's walls of the Peria Palace or something along those lines. I don't, I don't remember the exact thing, but his quote Damn, was he's just... in your walls. He's it, Fulgrim is in your walls, <laughs> blaring heavy metal. He's not the and person you want in your walls, man. You don't want Fulgrim sitting in your walls. If anyone's in your walls, it's probably Kurz. Ugh, you also don't want Kurz in your walls either. That's the... Well, yeah, Kurz, if anyone's going to be in, in anyone's walls, it'll most likely be Kurz. Every time but, I um, think about Kurz and walls, I just can't help but see the... Uh, that one meme picture of uh, the SWAT guy being Lionel Johnson and Conrad Kurz being in the cabinet behind him, just grinning from ear to ear. And can't oh find yes, him. that's a fun one. That is that is my always my mental image of Conrad Kurz now. He's just he's got that smug ass face. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Um, he ma- he makes some statement about like uh you know Fulgrim's trying to trying to get you know get at his nerves and stuff. He just has some small thing where he's like no. You're just an idiot sitting on a wall. Damn. Just, very matter-of-factly, really, Dorn. Yeah, very right. Dorn-like, you know? Just, just a very simple, like, nah. Yeah, very stoic. Very unmoving. Yeah. yeah. Hey, he, he says something he's like, um, says Fulgrim wiped his mouth with the back of his hand and smeared blood across his cheek. Are you really not going to try and convince me, asked Fulgrim, that I've made a mistake? Talk me back into the fold where I can make amends? It's like, No. Said Dorn, <laughs> I'm just going to kill you. Oh, oh that's boy, <laughs> let's go. That's like the that's like the Bugs Bunny. He hit him with, hit him with that Bugs Bunny. No, damn. He's just he's just no. Would would Dorn be able to beat up Fulgrim? Uh I don't know. Fulgrim is a pretty gosh darn good duelist, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I I remember hearing that Fulgrim did some pretty baddie shit. Uh, but it is Dorn. I mean, Dorn is no slouch. Dorn, uh, he's the only Primarch to kill another Primarch, right? With Alpharius and or Omegon. What? Did you forget about Sanguinius? Oh, well, that's, well, okay, fair enough. Um, Did you forget about Ferris Manus? That's okay, everyone forgets about Ferris Manus. Yeah, I, well, have we learned about Ferris Manus much? No, he's the, he's, Fulgrim killed him. He, he cut his head off. Oh, well, fuck him. Who cares? He's oh, he's, he's, oh, he's, he's, he's probably a pussy anyway. It's fine. Don't Iron, Iron Hand fans, one day we'll get to you, and, and one day the, the pain will stop, but just not today. Yeah, the so, I, Iron Hands fans can stay huddled up with the Blood Angels fans and the... Oh, shit, who's that other guy everybody wants us to talk about that maybe sort of killed Fulgrim or something? Maybe uh, sort of killed Fulgrim. Like a cut him in half or something. Uh, Dreadnought dude. Oh, Rylanor. No, he didn't cut him in. He, no, he blew up. It's it, it's all right. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. 
Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's but fine. Yeah, all, all of those fans can stay huddled up together and, and have a little cry session, have some cookie dough. You know, it'll be all right, Sh guys. We'll get Sh you one Sh day. Shy's in the background like, get on with it. <laughs> this is all, all right. important stuff. Keep it in. Oh, it's yeah. I think it is important for you to remember the only Primarch to kill another Primarch. Literally other Primarchs dying. Well, I mean, Curse, Curse has the most kills if we count each regeneration on, of uh, Vulcan. Oh, that's true. What? Yeah, I, I guess you could technically count those, couldn't you? All right, this is stupid. All right, so um, let's talk. Let's talk fists. More fists. Ah, uh, yes, you love the fisting. Love, love the, the fist. fisting. Love big fists. <laughs> that's big fists. Got a lot of uh, Warframe fans from that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's a good time. Um, so. In terms of the fists, when it comes to recruitment of new people, uh, they often carry around these fortress chapels on different places in the Imperium. Now, they can grab some recruits from Terra or Necromunda sometimes, but often they have a whole bunch of these fortress chapels on different kinds of planets. And these chapels are staffed by generally veteran Imperial fists that are so wounded they can't really fight anymore, but they still want to, you know, serve their chapter. Mm -hmm. So... <clears throat> The Imperial Fists actually have these big fortresses on these planets, but they exercise no political right on the world. Like, okay. because remember I mentioned before, they don't want to rule. They're, they're a military group. Right, right. So the staff of these facilities generally kind of just watch the world and seek potential candidates. Sometimes they'll hold tournaments or contests for suitability. Sometimes mm -hmm. they'll actually instigate combat on the worlds to test for strong recruits because the Imperium aren't good guys. Huh. So they'll essentially start a conflict just to see if there's anybody worth ganking for the Imperial Fists? Sometimes they also even go to Hive Worlds and they conduct a purge of the Underhive uh, scum and slums in order to remove undesirable elements for like, I don't know, like the planet or like the governor. Oh. But... Sometimes when they do that, they'll actually take a couple of the fighters that are deemed worthy. You know, decent fighters that are like, hey, th th this guy down there was really putting up a fight. I'm going to snag that. Wow. And so they'll, they'll, they'll take you as prisoner and, uh, and then possibly try to induct you as a, if you remember, the, the original thing is called a neophyte. Mm -hmm. um, and then kind of get you into the thing. So... They, they very much have, like, a recruitment through pure strength kind of thing. People who survive a conflict, people who survive a purge, people yeah. who really who really stand up and, like, try to defy us. The more you get, like, the more you defy, the generally more liked you become. Huh. Wow, yeah, the Imperium aren't really the good guys, are they? No, no, they're not. No, no, no. no. Mm -mm. Yeah, let's, let's start a conflict. Why? Uh, we need more recruits. But what about all the innocents we might kill? Eh, who cares? Eh, you know, they, they, they were, they, they're not innocent because they weren't strong enough. It's 40k. Eh, it's fine. F kill, kill a few innocents? Eh, eh you know, eh, you know, there, there, are, there are genuine Conrad apologists out there that are like, you only skinned Holy a couple. <laughs> well, more, more in the like of like, oh, well, yeah, he skinned a thousand people, but then the world went, you know, gave up. You know, Gilliman killed 10,000 with a war. Yeah. Like like a like a loss of life thing, but it's like no, it doesn't work because yeah. then they they tend to revert when they're no longer scared because that's the point. You can't mm -hmm. rule by fear. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was going to say, Conrad apologies. Who would apologize for Night Lords? Bricky. Hey, hey, they're fascinating. I don't. <laughs> I like them because they're so cartoonishly evil. They're so cool, too, to be fair. They're very fun. They're very cool. But if you want, if you like fisting, we're talking about fisting today. Mm. Um, so very often the fists don't really make any demands of the actual planet okay. or anything uh, other than the right to test who they believe worthy. You know, like the, of the people, the worlds, like they, they simply ask for the ability to test those they deem worthy. And like, no matter what, like wherever the recruit comes from, whether he's like, some planet has like a warrior band or maybe like a hive gang. They basically try to instill the doctrines in them, which is all the martial qualities of the fists, the things that the fists themselves are very, you know, they hold in tradition, which is uh, strength against pain, the movability of both emotion and uh, fighting and heavy attention to detail. Right. Would so, um, the Imperial Fist would only post up at planets that they were like, oh yeah, we could probably get some recruits from here. They wouldn't post up at like a planet that was just a bunch of like weakling like farmers or something. Uh, they would most likely go more in the line of, um, because they have these fortresses on planets that have a population on them. Yeah. If they're going to go for any random backwater planet, they'd probably take the phalanx out there and do its own thing. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. No reason um, to waste it on a planet of like agricultural farmers or something yeah and if you will you just bring the phalanx over try to grab some people and you leave or mm -hmm. maybe not even that maybe you just take a, a regular battle barge or some kind of like regular assault ship and take it over there grab some people and come back yeah yeah cool um as for the actual uh, aspirants themselves once they're picked everything from their criminal record or like psychological profile their muscles their reflexes pain resistance all those things are tested and then they spend around six months in the Phalanx, where they learn Logothic, of course. Of course. Uh, and they also undergo their initiation, which is something known as the Tunnel of Terror. Oh, boy. That sounds like just the most fun time ever. Mm -hmm. Man. Now I'm just imagining, like, uh, you go to a carnival and there's the Tunnel of Love, except, like, it's all X'd out and just in, like, Sharpie it says Terror and... You still got it going in the little dove. The, yeah, you, you go in the dove, but in the, the dove is like made of syringes or something. And you're just like, <laughs> yeah. ow, ow, ow. And it's got like angry eyebrows that are just like glued on. And, oh, it's so. just like the big red eyebrows on the, yeah. on the, the tunnel of, t oh my goodness, it's the tunnel of love. And then the guy comes up for maintenance. He puts the eyebrows on. And he's like, oh no, the tunnel of terror. terror. Oh shit, this isn't where I want to take my date. Oh no, a world leader's marine shows big arm. Karn the betrayer. Oh no. It's like the Perry the platypus meme or whatever yep. it is. Yeah. Um the the tunnel of terror though is a basically like a gauntlet, but the gauntlet changes heavily in terms of extreme heat, cold, increase, decrease gravity, pressure, spaces empty or big or or like big and small claustrophobia or the opposite it's just this it's just like a pure gauntlet like that mm -hmm. um like there's vacuum sometimes like it's a vacuum there it's like just strange pain but then there's like some safe spots here and there and like it's a long tunnel with all this crazy stuff to help them adapt to the various well you know things they would need for Damn. being a space marine 
So so where is this Tunnel of Terror? Is it in the Phalanx? It is on the Phalanx. Remember, this is the size of a small moon. Yeah, it's just... And, and, and it can have all that shit in it. Like, it can have vacuums and... and it is it can... a small moon. Huh. Wow. I mean, I guess the scale of the Phalanx is like, yeah, it's gigantic. I've seen pictures of it, but it's just like, god damn, that thing is... All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tunnel of Terror. Sounds, Tunnel it, of Terror. It sounds like it fits the name real well. Uh, I also, I, I have this in my notes, but I remember looking at it and saying, like, and putting in quotes here, citation needed. Um, <laughs> because it, in quote, from where I read this, it says, if the aspirant passes, he becomes a neophyte cadet, and the symbol of the Imperial Fist is tattooed on his buttock. <laughs> So what you're saying is he he gets his butt fisted, or he tattoo, gets PewDiePie bro fist tattooed it upon his ass. <laughs> well, I, you know, let's just pretend that that's canon because it's amusing. I, I yeah, I was I read that from the wiki and I was like, citation needed. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, comments if you would like to tell me where this <laughs> like if there's a quote where you could find this, please share. Um, maybe it was even in that book, Rogel Dorm book I was reading, but I only got halfway, so I, I wasn't sure. It doesn't sound like a 40k thing. Your like big fist symbol tattooed on your ass. Yeah, that doesn't really sound like a thing that happens. In, I could be wrong, but usually if they're going to like force a tattoo on you or something, it's usually going to be someplace that's pretty visible or like it's going to be your forehead or on your face or something like that. Usually, usually they don't get into, you know, I'm going to tattoo this fist on your ass, bruh. It's like uh hmm. I don't know why you you made them all sound like Southern Country Hicks. I'm gonna <laughs> tattoo a big imperial fist on your ass, and then later we're gonna do some more training. Yuck, <laughs> yuck. It's funny because you sounded Cajun when you did my impression of Southern. <laughs> did I sound Cajun? Yeah, you sounded a little Cajun. Was I going too far in the Louisiana? And then we're gonna go wrestle some crocodiles after I get that tattoo <laughs> on your ass, brother. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, just Christ. you got DK Creole over here. Yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be your rap name. D Creole, dude. That's what the K D stands D for. I spell oh it with god. a K. Oh my good god. My my fucking <laughs> grandmother's from Louisiana. And th- th- they have great I mean, food th- down there though, to be fair. They have great food. The the, the, the dice check boys were at a were at a party of mine and my grandmother was there and, and Demeki was wearing a hat and she was like, son, down where I come from, you can't wear hats down at the dinner table. I suggest she's like three bottles or three glasses of wine, and she's like, I suggest you take that off right quick. <laughs> that that does sound like a good old Louisiana grandma. Yeah, she was wonderful. She made great gumbo. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you, you think you think Imperial Fist make good? They make good gumbo. Are are they going to be Louisiana? Have we decided that we're doing Italian word bears and Australian catchans, and we have Louisiana boy Imperial Fists? Oh hell yeah! I love it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Louisiana Creole Imperial Fists. I want to see. I want to see Rogel Dorn like watching one of his aspirants making gumbo. It's one of the trials, you know. <laughs> and it's like, and like they're they're doing the pepper, and, and like, and their arms starts to hurt. He's like, "Don't you fucking stop! This is part of the trial. <laughs> pain, you must be impervious to pain." And they're just like twisting the tap the top for like hours and hours. Aww. We we've made a new meme. Look at us. Look at us. I don't know. Depends on how how are we have to force the meme. Eh, whatever. 
All right, that's true. Anyway, after they get their ass fisted, um, they then go into uh, psycho indoctrination, which is in, which is fun. You know, a little bit of that kind of stuff getting into their eyes and clockwork oranging. Yeah, that doesn't sound as fun as 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 a. That doesn't sound as fun as just It Doesn't sound as fun as a like a Creole crab. Uh, what is it? What the whether they have the big buffet of like crawfish. Oh, crawfish like uh, jambalaya or the or that kind of thing or yeah, yeah, like the crawfish boil and they just lay it out with crawfish all the boil. Yeah, 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 with the big corn and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. sounds so much more fun than you know psycho and boil, southern boil. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then after that, they go into the induction of their implants and stuff, in which they would eat eat poisonous plants and venomous animals. Oh, no. And then for the next uh, one of their implants, the amophagia, um, whatever, um, they have to consume meat and divine the details of the nature of the animal they ate. Uh, they do. They go through a bit of this indoctrination in the actual Dorn book when they talk about a character known as Archimus. He was the one who got shanked by Alpharius but saved Dorn's life, mm-hmm. and he was the leader of the Huskarls. Um, Archimus, way young, way way young was actually a young boy named Kai. And it says he was born on Inwit, but I don't remember them saying that in the book, but I may have not gone as far enough. Mm. Um, but he was taken as a prisoner and held for a long, long-ass time in the cell. And Kai eventually was a, he was a ganger, I believe, like a hardcore ganger. Okay. And he wasn't, he was not particularly kind to any of the fists, he was actually brought in front of Rogel Dorn himself, and I think he bit his palm to the point where it bled. And oh. Dorn, Dorn was like, do you offer your blood in, in acceptance? And he's like, in defiance against you and, and all of you people. Oh, wow. And Dorn was like, <laughs> good good job. All right. take." Oh, good, really? Like, good. Oh, he loves that. It's like, yeah, stalwart in defiance. St- like, you don't, don't give in. Never I- give in. True, I I suppose that is one of the um, it's sort of like the credo of the Imperial Fist, right? But damn, you think if someone yeah. bit their palm, and like ah, this is in defiance of you, bitch, he'd be like, all right, I guess you're gonna have to die now instead of just nah. being like, well done, kiddo, join us. Not as an aspirant, as as like a Chaos Space Marine or something, you know, another another Marine, as maybe a Death Guard named Nathaniel Garrow, perhaps. Um, <laughs> Poor but Garrow. him, no, no, no. <laughs> Um, though during the training, I remember he had like massive psychoanalysis with his brain and stuff. And he was on like a, like a slab and all around him were just dead aspirants, like seizing and, and, and foaming at the mouth and getting removed by servitors. And he was like him, like one or two out of a hundred. Um, then he was actually, uh, chained, uh, like, yeah, I think chained by the neck with two other squad mates called, um, Archimus and Yonad. And during the training, uh, they had to fight a bunch of combat servitors and stuff, jumping at them. And this kind of was made made them to force to trust each other. That inwit idea of like you need to be strong because if you aren't, the herd dies. And because they were chained uh, together, if one of them died, you know, it would end up making like all of them would die because it's dead weight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you got that dead weight. You can't. Yeah. Oh boy, that's that's a hell of a trial. During one of their major uh, trials, our, um, the other guy, Archimus, ended up dying to save Ooh. Kai's life. And eventually, oh. when he was actually inducted into the Imperial Fist, he took the name Archimus to honor his friend. 
Oh, that's so heartwarming. What a guy. What a guy, this Kai. It was a little unfortunate when I read the part when his rib cage was open and he was oh. laying on and he was laying on like the bed without anesthetic. And oh. they were just shoving the organs into him and stuff. And he was like, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to pass out. I won't do it. Uh, and they're just like putting shit in him. And like, oh, my God. Oh, God. He had his rib cage open with no anesthesia. And they were just jamming organs in there and attaching them to him. Imperial fists like pain. It's a big part of their culture. Holy shit. I, I, I get that. Because, you know, magic pain love. Tell me what to do. Uh, but, oh. That's a lot. That's that's a whole nother level of ow. Uh, so after all that stuff, after the sheer volume of pain and problems and stuff, they, they have to go with. Uh, eventually, they have an initiation ceremony and the neophytes family is informed that their kid has become a space marine and oh. they may rejoice in their offspring's great fortune. Cool. Um, because, of course, and then they'll never see their kid again. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and, hey, at least they can be like, hey, my kid's a space marine. Like, that's. That's the you know that's a lot of pride for someone mm -hmm. in the Imperium you know I was I was I was thinking there was going to be something nightmarish that happened at the uh, initiation like oh for your initiation I'm gonna take out your spleen with my, my fist <laughs> I'm just gonna reach in they, and got it they actually use the fist and they make the incision where you got the tattoo on your ass and then they they go in through there oh boy that's yeah that's oof uh, that would hurt that'd be I'd be a pain in the ass, if you will. Magic pain ass. Tell me <laughs> Tell what me I must do. do. <laughs> um, so past that, so you know, you got your initiation, you become yourself an imperial fist. Um, as the doctrine itself, like how the fists fight, we kind of mentioned that there. It, it's so strange because the the Iron Warriors and Imperial Fists, it, the Siege Fortify meme is also a text to speech meme. I, I always find it humorous because the Siege Fortified meme is a meme, but both chapters are kind of both really good at both. Yeah. Like, they're both fortification builders. They're both siege, like, crafters. They're both really good at, at both types of warfare. The Imperial Fists are great at sieging. They are great at fortifying. They're great at holding a position, and they're really good at, at trying to get rid of one. Mm -hmm. So, with the art of the siege... Uh, the Imperial Fists are, are super dogged in that sense, where it's like they are completely immovable in their defense. They just, yeah. they, you cannot get past them. They are a phalanx, hence hey, phalanx, you know, hey, a, hey. you know, pure fortified position can't, can't break them, but they also are really good at identifying weak points and breaking through other defenses and just finding the problems and the structures and reducing it to rubble. When you're great at building stuff, you, you're probably pretty damn good at breaking it too. Yeah. Just and like the Iron Warriors. Yeah. yeah, the Iron Warriors are the, are the exact same. They love their siege and their shelling and all that, but they also built the Iron Cage. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Bet um, you can't take the Iron Cage. That's part of the reason, actually, why Imperial Fists tend to have a lot of casualties. They're they like will refuse to fall back mm. or that an enemy can't be broken. And because of that, they'll keep going. Like instead uh, of they this position is a compromise. We need to leave. They'll be like, no way in hell. Got siege. Got to keep moving We're forward. sitting here. Yeah. Yeah. And by the hand of Dorn, we will hold this position and they'll lose a lot of people. It's the same reason why they lost so many in the iron cage battle because they wouldn't stop. Trying to go for his throat. Yep. Until until Gilliman showed up and was like, hey, 
Maybe stop it. maybe stop being so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Why? What was that accent? Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what that accent was. It's honestly, so I stupid. Ju I just, uh, just, I just threw it out there. You know, oh, it's, it's Gilliman. Right. Who cares? Like, it's who Gilliman. likes he's Gilliman, right? Uh... I like Gilliman. Yeah, he's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, he's cool now. Now he's cool. Old Gilliman, boring. New Gilliman, full of ultra depression. Actually, a pretty compelling story. Very fun. Yeah. But that makes the fists particularly <coughs> great with big, heavy weapons. They're they're really they love their bolter, as I mentioned before, and they love all the flavors of bolter. But they like their tanks. They like their artillery. You know, they they love to just reduce stuff to rubble when possible. They're not a very fast chapter. Uh, I mean, everyone has some stuff, but... Yeah. You know, they, they're very much just like that grinding assault. Right. If they need to assault. W would they be on par with kind of like how the Death Guard are kind of like a slow-moving, like, force that are just like very slowly and meticulously they move forward? I mean, not as maybe mindless as the Death Guard, but kind of like that same idea of they're not going to be like, zoom, zoom, white scar on you, but like they're just this like steady, big shield that keeps moving forward. I'd say that the Death Guard are able to pull that off because of their laughably large amounts of like tankiness. And mm. also because they're breaking the enemy with their plagues and disgusting crap like that. Oh yeah. And so not only are they, and, yeah, yeah. So not only are they moving up slowly because they're death guard, but they're moving up slowly, won't take much damage, and the enemy won't be hitting them as much because they're puking their guts out. Yeah, and they're the sick imperial fists. Yeah. They do the same, but they do it with expert like tactics and build craft. Right. Right. Naturally. They, yeah. Yeah, so instead of the Death Guard just being this phalanx, immobile phalanx of walking forward, the Imperial Fists just can see every weakness in a battle line, every weakness of a structure, and they can fortify all of theirs to where they have none. Man, they must be a pain in the ass to fight. Uh, unless, unless you should be Iron Warriors, of course. Um, then they love you, you. Then they love doing it. Like, yeah, hell they yeah. Love it. Yeah, that's, a, that's their dream. But yeah, it must, otherwise, it must be an absolute pain in the ass to fight the Imperial Fist. Yeah, I mean, in the tabletop, they're they're right terrible, unfortunately. But uh, um, they're they're probably the weakest marine faction, which is too bad. Ooh. But they are certainly uh, probably like yeah, probably quite annoying to try to deal with because you can't break their position. Yeah, and and even if you do, they'll throw them their own lives away to try to defend it anyway. Whew. So, right. with that, it kind of goes back into their belief of. Like, Rogaldorm was the, you know, the, the Great Crusade, right? He's the head, not the head of the Great Crusade, that's, I guess, the Emperor, but just this this fresh thing of victories and, and believing in the Emperor and believing in the Imperium, and that that mentality still sticks around with them quite a lot. Mm -hmm. um, the Siege of Terra, in particular, has a pretty big effect on them. Uh, that struggle, that main struggle, and to them, that failure is a huge part of, of how they feel. Like, like they were the defenders of Terra, and they failed. Right, right, right. Is, Do Dorn is a, felt that way, too, right? He felt really yeah. like, yeah. It, it's a very, it's like a, it's like a feeling of shame mm -hmm. for a lot of them. And so there's a lot of, like, ceremonies and honor with that kind of stuff for uh, just, like, things like uh, promotions and just kind of, like, respective stuff of that nature. A um, lot of, a lot of, like... What's the term I'm looking for? A lot of a lot of these customs were made to make it so that they observe like their deeds quite a lot and like to to prove themselves. But they also have a, a second custom where they have an adjustment surname, 
depending on the chapter person, like they'll always have a name post. Okay. Um, like Captain Courland, or the name is Slaughter, or uh, Dolores, uh, uh, Dalaros, which is kill shots, or, or, or like a Captain uh, something is Severance. They always have these like special names. Rogel Dorn's name was Defiance. Naturally. Um, okay, okay. So they're known as wall names, of course. Um, <laughs> get, get in the wall! And those who have earned these names are known as, instead of Battle Brothers, they're known as Wall Brothers. Because, you know, it's like it's like the stalwart uh, idea that they've earned these names. Like, good shots or kill shot, cold eye, life taker, cleaver, bleed out, etc. Very, very like, spec ops tactical names, you know? Yeah. And, I guess uh, it would make sense for them to be called Wall Brothers, because they're, they're like, uh, they're fortified like a wall. They're strong like a wall, I and, mean, you know... Uh, if you're wall brothers, you you all form walls and you form like this impenetrable barricade. And yeah, I kind of get that. I get that. I like that idea of being like wall brothers and being considered a wall, you know, for the Imperial Fist. That makes sense. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it goes along with their culture quite quite easily. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. They also like to uh, partake in honor duels quite often from way in the days back on Terra. That makes um, sense. They love like to duel with each other, obviously, because it's it's good and it's, it's good for the fighting itself and test their swordsmanship. Um, and you're only allowed, permitted to do these duels if you're a full fledged battle brother. No neophytes, none of that stuff. Right, right, right. Because um, they want honorable, like good fights. You don't want to beat up on a neophyte that just joined the Imperial Fist. There's no honor in that. And there's no unless yeah. And also, I don't think they're fully fledged yet. I, I don't know if a neophyte is fully like implanted. I forget mm. the exact specifics, but you know they're not going to beat up on someone who's like a regular human. Yeah. Um. But like two duelers will enter the arena completely stripped down to the waist with uh, protective eyewear, uh, but they have their feet like locked in these big boots that are generally mag locked. Oh, okay. Um, and then they salute an umpire. And then they will invoke and activate some kind of instrument, and then they will they will fight. And oh. so uh, they have their their big old fights, and it'll last probably a matter of minutes, and uh, until a quick silver cheek wound ends the contest, a slice upon the cheek. Oh, okay. And, and that's how they, you sort of win. Yep, they salute each other. And then they step back, and the servitors will then hurry to bring them these great foaming uh, stone steins. Ooh, um, okay. One red and one black. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says to drink in one draw and then smash the other into shards. Damn. Okay. So this is like proper sport for them. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a big it's a big deal. And so they'll have like dueling scars over their bodies and stuff for hard won victories. That Damn. kind of thing. All right. Um, cool. Cool. They also do a lot of scrimshawing, which is actually a, a pretty big part of their culture is scrimshawing. Scrimshawing. I am blanking on what scrimshawing is. I've heard of it before, and I am Images and it. words carved into bone. Ooh. Okay. Think that- um think what the Carcaridons did, where they have like scrimshaw talismans and stuff of that nature. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, now, now like, uh, yeah, like, uh, here's, a, here's a little, uh, look at this little guy. Okay, it's a little, okay, that did not, that did not post the way I wanted it to. Let's try this again. Um, there we go. Like this guy, like a scrimshaw. You know, you yeah, kind of yeah, carve okay. into, into bow and things like that. Yeah, they yeah. They really like their scrimshawing. 
And they even have a little mantra when they do it. It says, fists of beauty, fingers of death, emperor's fists with death, uh, or fingers of beauty. Uh, why well, I fucked this up. Did I write this wrong? Uh -oh. I'm going to the, I'm going to the wiki. I fucked up. <laughs> I screwed up. I, I think, I think I accidentally over like, uh, I copied this over something else. There we go. Fists of beauty, fingers of death, emperor's fists with death is our trist. Trist? T-R-Y-S-T. Yeah, trist. Trist. Sure, yeah. Trist? What the hell does trist mean? I don't know. It's a big important word that big important people use. It's not big at all. It's only five letters. Well, I mean, it's like an old-timey word that nobody uses anymore, and the only reason you use it now is to sound all big and important and shit. Noun. A private romantic rendezvous between lovers. Pronounced like trist. Oh, because of course it rhymes. Fists yeah. of beauty, fingers of death, emperor's fists with death is our tryst. Oh, all right. Huh. They're poets, um, but yeah, they don't know it. They love, they love their uh, their <laughs> scrimshawing type of stuff. That's actually a big part of, of their culture. And as they become higher in rank, they generally don a lot more scrimshaw kind of talismans and bone stuff around their bodies. Hmm. Um, they Because scrimshawing on the actual hand of Dorne is a big part. The names of the chapter masters, which oh, I think I mentioned before. That's right, you did mention. That. I didn't realize that was called scrimshawing at the time. Yeah, uh, okay. the officers, captains, lieutenants—they wear scrimshaws as jewelry, as holy decorations, incorporating tiny little slivers of the emperor's own armor, apparently from eons and eons ago, before he was imprisoned. Oh. Okay. And uh, these polished engraved scrimshaws will depict tons of things, weapons, other armor, like little mini um. What was the thing that the Night Lord Dreadnought Makarian had? He had the, the the mural of him like on the skull of three uh, Imperial Space Marines. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little like murals like that attached to these like deeds of honor, that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, whose bones are they using specifically here? Is it just bones of people they've killed? Is it bones of like their fallen brothers? Uh, does it matter like what bone that they scrimshaw oh. on? I don't know. I would I would imagine Fallen Brothers and stuff would be the idea yeah. because that just sounds like the fists, but I actually mm -hmm. don't know. Yeah, because I can't imagine. It's like, oh, yeah, I killed this space marine. Let me harvest his bones and use it as a trink. Well, I guess you could because then it's like, oh, yeah, I'm such a badass. Like, look, this is a fucking uh, heretic's bones, and I look at how many I killed because I got a full-ass necklace of them, bitch. Um, or, or it could be like, my battle brother died in combat, and I honor him by wearing him still in the battle so he fights with me once more. Yeah, I could see both of them being a thing, actually. Huh, of, that's, of like that's a, a great really, question. Of a really good kill, but also like a really close brother. Like, one for one is like a, a way to sort of show how tough you are, and another one to honor your, your battle brother, your wall brothers. It's also important because it goes along with the meticulousness of detail. Fists mm. like Dorn, you know, do it right or don't do it at all. Yeah. The fists have that importance of being incredibly hyper specific and hyper meticulous with everything they do. So being able to scrimshaw and scrimshaw a lot is a pretty tough art, you know? Yeah, yeah. So doing it properly is huge. Yeah, gotta um, get plenty of kills so you have plenty of canvas too. So there's also the pain glove, of course. Of course. Uh, here's a quote by one of the chaplains of the Imperial Fist. It says, pain is... A lesson that the universe teaches us. Pain is the preserver from injury. Pain perpetu uh, perpetrates or perpetuates, sorry, our lives. 
It is the healing, purifying scalpel of our souls. Pain is the wine of communion with heroes. It is the quicksilver panacea for weakness. The quintessence of a dedicated existence. Pain is the philosophic vitriol which transmutes mere mortal into immortal. It is the sublime, the golden astral fire. So, wow. <laughs> this is a cha- this is a chaplain, so they're crazy, but yeah, I was um, going to say really really uh yeah, that's it. they're a little insane. It is uh it is a couple of things. It is used either as a punishment for neophytes, but for veterans they use it as meditation. Um okay. the idea is that through pain and suffering they will see clearly. They will see past the pain because when you experience something as violent as rough as pain the ideas of making decisions comes so much easier okay um so for example uh the pain glove itself is nerve shriving excruciating nerve shriving or shriving uh sometimes solar hours or days in said glove and the glove is a uh, steel framework suspended uh-huh. within a transparent cling tight one piece tunic embroidered uh-huh. with fine silvery wires so that it exposes the human nervous system as if it is hanging within. Oh. It is placed over the tops of the shoulders, uh, or it only lacks the, the head and top of the shoulder uh, there, but it is across the rest of your body as you are naked when you go into it. And it clings to your body, and it electrocutes and stimulates your nerve endings uh-huh. throughout your body. And you feel a bunch of agony. Sometimes you could adjust it in the feeling of being roasted or incinerated alive. Uh, okay. It could be like the feeling of flaying. It could be the. It could be all these kinds of feelings because it's going to your nerve endings. Oh. And then they take it off, and they're like, "I'm enlightened." Oh. Uh, I see. Oof, that sounds awful. Yeah, it's not great. No, that sounds like the worst thing ever. Um, but ew. to them, it's their type of meditation. To them, because just like how an imperial fist must be defiant in all attributes, pain is one of them. Yeah. To be stalwart and unmoving, pain is one of them. Yeah. So, you know, it makes them pretty tough. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say that that will make for a very tough soldier. Like, if they are willing to endure that just for some clarity, like, if they're like, oh, yeah, let me just, oh, man, I need a a tough day at the office. You know, I I got into a fight with the missus, and I really just need to clear my head. What am I going to do? Am I going to go have a couple beers with the boys? Of course not. I need to go feel what it feels like to get flayed alive and burned to a crisp. Like, holy shit. Like, can you imagine having to fight someone that does that? Uh, yeah, the person who takes pain and they're just like, mm, meditation. Mm, delightful. What a relaxing thing for me. Oh, now I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. Like, ooh. Yeah, I wouldn't want to fight an, I would not want to fight an Iron Warrior or an Imperial Fist. Or an Iron no. Warrior, but yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't want to fight either, but particularly I can understand the, the difficulty it would de- be dealing with it. Yeah, dueling one of those fuckers has got to be just impossible. 
So you actually have the gene seed itself, of course, and some have mutations. Theirs is pretty good. Never has any real sign of mutations, generally pretty stable. There are only two issues. They've apparently lost the use of their Betcher's gland, which allows them to have poisonous spit. Oh. Apparently they don't have poisonous spit anymore, which is interesting. That's not too Um, bad. And they also lost their sus and membrane, um, <laughs> which allows them to enter a state of suspended animation, uh, oh. which I didn't realize that their sus and membrane is, uh, was not working either. Um, That's unfortunate. But as for their actual gene seed, of course, it comes down from Dorm. And because of that, it causes a few other issues, which is, one, never faltering ever from a position, which costs them a lot of casualties. Sure. Two, meticulous, ridiculous attention to detail. Scrimshaw, mm -hmm. figuring that stuff out. And three, no one is ever flawless. The idea that after they finish a mission, they will meticulously hardcore find all the faults they have with their own actions and their squad which will make them become sometimes withdrawn and confrontational, mm. uh, which they're like, they won't accept or issue any order. That doesn't result in imminent battle because they don't like they, they you know, they, they're super hyper fucking analyzing themselves. And they're like, yeah. look, look back at your plays, coach. <laughs> that <laughs> kind they, of shit. Yeah. And you just hyper analyze everything. Yeah. I mean, that all does sound very like uh Dorn traits that would pass down for better or for worse. So yeah, I mean that that all makes sense. Yeah. There is uh there is apparently a strange genetic deficiency that arrives in some of the successor chapters called Dorn's Darkness. Uh-oh. <laughs> Dor apparently Dorn's Darkness, it says it takes one of their number, it might not appear very obvious, um, the untrained eye. It's maybe like a little bit of a, a slackness of a jaw or a limbs tremor or a blankness of an eye. Mm -hmm. But those who survive it apparently report the experience itself as a as a straight up living nightmare, a uh -oh. sleeping wakefulness where they relive the bottomless woes of Dorn himself during his most trying time. They will feel the same pain and agony of Dorn walking in and seeing his dying uh, father and dead brother. You know, oh. like every like like a pure one to one ratio of what he felt and the profound misery that he experienced. And apparently it is very um, prominent in a sub chapter called the Exoriators. Wow, that's a name and a half. Yeah, Exoriators. They uh, are Exoriators, whatever. Um, they're a successor of Imperial Fists, and they apparently have that problem a lot more commonly. Damn. And so apparently what might happen is they'll be left in the chair, er, the chair, the care of the chapter's Santiarch or senior chaplain in order to offer some kind of solemn to this spiritual like darkness they're feeling. Sometimes even something with like a stasis casket, which because this might end up uh, end up with them dead mm -hmm. and they'll be put in like a decorative stasis casket. It's really weird. It's a Damn. It's like death. It's like almost like death from a broken heart. It's kind of bizarre. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know a whole lot about this. If if the comments would like to share a bit more of the feeling and and a little bit of uh, of more specificity, that'd be awesome. Because I can't really get a lot from it, but it seems really interesting. So it just if if you're inflicted with Dorn's darkness, you just at 
a random time just feel like the immense uh, depression it's... that Dorne did at like seeing what Sanguinius and the Emperor basically dead? Like the soul crushing pain of what he felt. Yeah. yeah. And it just kind of washes over you at random times and you need to. Is that how it works? It just ha- it just sort of happens sometimes, I, or I'm not a hundred percent sure. Huh. That that that's why I'm what I'm trying to like figure out. It's like yeah. I'm I'm not a hundred percent. I it seems quite strange and weird, but I mean, I'm not fully that is sure. a crippling thing to have happen. Yeah, because uh, that is a that's a boy. Yeah, um, yeah, a little, a little more specificity if you could comment section. That'd be great. Yeah, I like it. Sounds interesting, but yeah. Um, so, with all that, uh, we'll talk a little bit about their characters. Not a ton, because a lot of their big characters have moved on to a different chapter, which we will cover later on, uh, the Black Templars. Ah. Um, so, so I know that the viewers really fucking badly want me to talk about Sigismund. Okay. Sigismund, Sigismund is... Kind of the coolest dude ever, and is arguably one of the most badass first cap. Okay, remember how everyone has their first captain? You've got Typhus, you've got Karn, you've got uh, uh, Aramin, you've got Sevatar, mm-hmm. you've got uh, um, all these first captains, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sig- uh, Sevatar was the Night Lord one, and Sigismund is the Imperial Fists one. And he eventually went to go become the High Marshal of the Black Templars. Um, As, quote, zeal makes all things possible. Duty (laughs) makes all things simple. Oh. Uh, All right. All right. Yeah, he is uh, (laughs) a guy. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) I believe he was also the one who said in the far future there will only be war. Which oh, means well, he's, he's right. He is right. He is spot on. But Sigismund uh, is an interesting guy. This is what he looked like as a imperial fist. Um, uh, pretty pretty and, normal, actually, for a, for a space marine, actually. And then he became a Black Templar. Oh, boy. He got his emo <laughs> face. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. I mean, he and he, and he got some drip, too. He, like, damn. Look at that sword. Yeah, High Marshal Black Templars. Uh, th- this guy, if I'm not nice. mistaken, he was one of the best duelists in all of the Battle Brothers. Um, oh. And the only other person who matched him was Night Lord's Captain Sevatar. Mm. Uh, but in particular, Sevatar, at the end of their incredibly long fight, he just cheats. Of course, he's a night lord. He's not yeah. interested in fighting fair. Yeah, he cheats, and and by doing so, he uh, he is disqualified and loses. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like he doesn't care. He, you know, he doesn't give a fuck. You he know, so fuck. he won. Who cares? Sevatar and, and Sigismund battle is kind of a fun one. But Sigismund, we'll talk about him more in the Black Templars episode. But one of my favorite quotes that he has is when he's speaking directly to Abaddon the Spoiler. Wow, Mr. The Spoiler, huh? Mr. The Spoiler. And he specifically says, you will die as your weakling father died. Soulless, honorless, weeping, and ashamed. And it's pretty metal. 
Whoa. <laughs> we'll talk more about Sigismund and Black Templar, but yeah, he's a guy. Wow. That, he, he, oh boy. He looks very cool in that Black Templar outfit. Like the 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 Imperial Fist outfit is just like, oh, okay, whatever. He's a space marine. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. He has a face. But that Black Templar shit and that like crackling blue lightning sword and whew. Now I want a Black Templar episode, even though they're apparently not good people, the Black Templars. Black Templars are, um, well, take the the zealotry of the Sisters of Battle and apply them to a Space Marine chapter. Oh, that's right. I think I think you've you've told me that before. Maybe yeah. in the, maybe in the last episode you told me that, and I've already forgotten. But whatever. Yeah, I do remember you saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's. It's, yeah, they're they're no, they're 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 pretty evil. Um, they are arguably the most evil of the loyalist Space Marine chapters, but they're fun. And you know, if you're a person who likes knights and you like you like old school crusaders and shit, like they literally have something called a crusader squad. Um, like you'll you'll enjoy that if you if you enjoy that old school times, you know. Okay, okay, they, I, I think it's a pretty cool uh, vibe. So yeah, I, I think it'll be pretty cool when we do yeah. eventually talk about them. Not confirming what the next episode is going to be. Uh, I am not confirming the next episode is Black Templars. Nope, nobody's confirming it. Wink, wink. No, I'm 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 genuinely not confirming the next episode is Black Templars. I do not know what the next episode is going to be. Yeah, chat. We're not confirming that the next Holy episode is shit. Black Templars. Nudge, I am gonna do nudge. another guard episode just to make them upset. <laughs> I'm 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 here for it. Well, We're gonna make another it. Necron episode just because we can. I'm I'm here for whatever. I I would actually be okay with another guard episode. I would actually love another Necron episode. I mean, I like both those things, so I wouldn't mind. Of course you do. Yeah. Um, as for characters that are currently usable on the tabletop Imperial Fist style people, mm -hmm. you've got, I believe, two that I can think of at the moment. You've got Captain Lysander and Tor Garadon. Lysander Cap sounds very familiar. Ly Lysander is this guy. Um, I don't think we've talked about him. I actually read a book about him when I was like 14 years old. <laughs> Damn. Um, he, Long was, time ago, huh? It was a while. And it was, I think it was called, it wasn't called Pandarax. It was called like something close to that name. It's like another axe one. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember he was leading a force of their first company because he's a first, I think he's a first captain. And he was lost in a warp storm. And then I think thrown on like a random chaos held planet with the Iron Warriors there and a curse and an accursed fortress world called Maladrax was the name. And he was tortured. I think they were all tortured there for years. And eventually, without any weapons or armor, he made his way to escape, found this chapter, and just tried to destroy the hell out of the of the actual uh, planet. I think he actually bartered a deal with a fucking demon. Wow. Yeah, and the Inquisition came to him. And he was like, "We're gonna test you." When he came back, <laughs> and he uh, and he was fine. He no signs of chaos taints. Oh well, good for him. Oh man, I imagine it would be very, very difficult to torture and break an Imperial fist. It's oh, gotta it didn't, be fucking possible. Yeah, obviously, I I'm not surprised that you were like, "Oh yeah, they tortured him for years." Oh, but he was fine. He got out. He was fine. It's like, oh yeah, for an Imperial fist. Most torture is probably child's play compared to the magic pain glove. Magic pain glove. Tell me what to do. 
The, uh, yeah, I don't remember much about that book, uh, because it's been so long, but I remember them coming back and being the shit out of the Iron Warriors. Um, <laughs> and then him brokering a deal with a demon and that kind of mm -hmm. stuff like that. I remember, I remember it being pretty dope, but he's got a big-ass hammer and a big-ass shield, and he'll sure beat do. your ass. Yeah, it sure looks like it. He sure looks like he'll beat the shit out of you, just old school, just plow the shit out of you with a hammer and a, you know, yeah. And I mean, his uh, his hammer is literally called uh, Fist of Dorn. Because <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. Why not? Oh, yeah. the It actually looks kind of like a fist that's holding the uh, the hammer part. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, the other guy, and this is a much more recent one. This guy's name is Tor Garadon. Mm -hmm. um, and he is a chunky lad. I was going to say, he looks fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he that was, picture of him looks so dumb. He was a more oh, recent... His mini is pretty good. <laughs> the mini's great. That other picture, he looks like, Bacon! Uh, <laughs> bacon? <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's like, I need bacon, give me meat. If, if, you, if you zoom in on his face, he's like covered in blood. <laughs> Is it? Ah, oh, like, whatever. Yeah, he's, he, he looks like he's, he's he's honking around for a fucking meal, dude. Oh my god! All right, the he's mini another, is badass though. That mini's sick. He's another captain. He, I think you remember, helped using it, like helped command the failings for a while during the uh, fall of Cadia, mm -hmm. um, which was a big part of his stuff. He doesn't have a whole lot of lore right now, but the main thing is he uses something called Mark Ten Gravis armor, which is a new armor uh, that they've added to the game. Uh, just recently with their updates of like the Primaris stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that's why he's a relatively recent model because of that. Ah, uh, because he's got the most up-to-date armor that a Space Marine could possibly have. Yes, he's a, he's a pretty pretty cool guy, but there's not a whole lot about him. So I think there's, we need a little bit more time to learn about him. I, I think a lot of the Imperial Fist characters come down to, to High Marshal Hellbrecht and Sigismund and, and some of the successor chapters because... Mm. The other um, other major character I can think of was Archimus, which was or Archimus, which was the guy from the Dorn book who was Kai who got stabbed by Alpharius, that whole deal. Oh right, right, right. He's the other major character, um, the leader of the Huskarls. But mm -hmm. um, a lot, yeah, a lot of other characters. I don't besides Sigismund and like Helbrecht and stuff. I don't. There's not a whole lot I can think about in terms of them. Uh, the notable character list besides like Dorn and all that, obviously. But yeah. I can't think of a whole lot of extra ones. I mean, you know, we we have had single character episodes before. We could always come back and do a full episode on one of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, totally fine. But, and hell, Sigismund in his own right might deserve an entire episode just by himself, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah, we could, we could absolutely come back around to any of those people. Sure. Why not? Man. We've done it before. We've I'll done it do before. Do it again. His, his damn fist is literally called Hand of Defiance. <laughs> That's that's a pretty big deal. It's a cool one. Damn that armor, that that new what is it? Mark Ten Gravix armor? Gravis, G R A V I S. This Gravis armor. Yeah, that that fist is indeed massive. It, it is, is huge. Huge. Jesus. And the I'm assuming those are like uh, uh, targeting cameras for that big old cannon on his shoulder. I believe that cannon is called a grav gun. Grav guns are particularly good because they are they use the gravity and the mass of whatever they're firing at against them, so they do extra damage against like 
units oh. that have high armor saves and stuff, so they're good against Marines and vehicles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that thing above his head, I think, is the Signum Array, which I believe allows him to, yeah, kind of like a pointer, kind of help with targeting, that kind of thing. Mm. That's cool. That's dope. So he's got to be yeah. a pretty important character if he's, like, the only one that has that uh, Mark Ten armor, right? Oh, no, 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 no. The Mark Ten armor is, is very common. You can, many of the new characters oh. use it. Um, they're not new characters, but there's, there's a bunch of, like, units you can feel that wear Gravis armor. It's just that armor was recently made, and he's one of the few characters that wears it. Oh, okay, cool. So it's not a big special deal. It's just like, oh, yeah, that's that's Mark Ten armor. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little bit fancier than other armor, sure, but, sure. like, Terminator armor is a bit tougher, but not as, like, thick. Um, you know, regular armor is smaller, but offers more mobility, because you lose out of mobility with that. I don't know, like, reg regular Space Marines are toughness four, that armor is toughness five. Oh, okay. You know? And they generally have, like, one extra HP. Marines are normally toughness four, two health. Gravis armor is toughness five, three health. Uh, but, like, Terminators are toughness four, but they have three health and a two-up save instead of a three-up save. It's, it's whatever. It's all game stuff. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Though I do know that Hand of Defiance, his fist does strength times three, which is makes him strength 12, which is fucking hilarious because he just rolls up with this big-ass fist and he's like, die, and he just punches Punch. your head off. Damn. It's kind of funny. But, Can you imagine uh, getting punched ooh. by that thing? I mean, now you you punch the shit out of a truck. You turn into a mist. Yeah, he had a fine powder. It's like, where'd Gary go? He just breathed him in. The Imperial Fists have a stratagem literally called pain is a lesson. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. You, you know it. You know, you, know they, you know they like their stuff. They do. They're masochists. Actually, what are some of these funny-ass Imperial Fist stratagems? We've got bitter enmity, mm -hmm. bolster, bolster defenses, Praetorian's wrath, sappers, clearance protocols, sentinel of terror... Gift of the Phalanx, the shield unwavering. No, that is that is as Imperial Fist as you could possibly get. What the hell even is this? In the end of your morale phase, select an Imperial Fist infantry unit within three inches of an objective marker. Until the start of your next turn, add one to the attack's characteristics of models in that unit, and resolving attack made against that unit, add one to the saving throw. That's actually pretty good. Wait, what the hell? <laughs> Wait, that's actually probably... It's add one of the saving throws, so it actually adds with the the new armor of contempt buff they just got. Wait, this is oh, it's two CP. It's a little expensive, but wait, wait a second, that ain't that ain't bad. You heard it here first, viewers. Bricky's gonna start an Imperial Fist army. Let's go! Can't wait to see it. Well done. Yes. Yes. Oh my God! They literally have a, a psychic power called Fortify. Of course they do. Why of course they? they do. Why wouldn't they? Yep. Makes Tectonic sense. purge. Rack and ruin. <laughs> oh my god. Very on the nose. Though. Very, very, very good. Very, very on the nose. Very Imperial Fist fitting. Very, but fun. Mm, mm. Huh. All right. I mean, that's about. Oh, that's funny. Bitter enmity is, is a special strategy to kill Iron Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense to why it's called Bitter Enmity then. Let's go. Yep. Yep. That's perfect sense. I like All right. It. I think that's about it. It's about it. It's All about right. it, you know, overall casual covering of everything going on. Mm -hmm. You know, feeling good, looking, learning, all that good stuff. Mm. Magic it's pain a... glove. Yeah? Yep. I I know the meme now. I know what the meme. What about it? Look at me. Tell me what to do. Right? Uh, ah! Yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry, the the magic penguin was speaking to me. I had to. That was that was a solid screech you got there, going. I had, to, I had to answer it, you know. Shy, I'd like you to take that screech, please. Isolate it, uh, and then I want you to adjust it. Add, maybe maybe turn it into a song. Uh, you know, kind of like the cowboys yelling, and then okay. like. And then, like, you know, maybe get some reverb on that one. Play that shit at the end of the episode, and we'll call it here. <laughs> oh, God, please don't do that.